Welcome to the Cedar Break, a public affairs show on KSUUFM Thunder 91.1. On the Cedar Break, we touch on public issues and topics in Iron County and Southern Utah University. And now on Thunder 91, thanks for joining us for today's Cedar Break. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cedar Break. Today, I'm your host, Bryson. I'm joined by my co-host. Andrea, hi. And we have a special guest here today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Taitlin Clark. I'm a student at SUU who um, is part of the film program and in the film club. Heck yeah. And that's pretty new, too. Like, that only started this year, didn't it? The program? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is their first year with it. Yeah. So, having a great time. Yeah, it's so exciting. (laughs) Yeah, because I think SU's had, like, a film minor, right? Yeah. At one point. But even then, it was kind of vague. But this is the... a bit obscure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so this is the first year where they've had, like, an actual BFA. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm been a lot of fun. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah, so I think uh, first question I want to get into is what got you into film? Okay, back in second grade, um, it was explained to me that all the princesses I was seeing in the TV weren't real princesses. They were people pretending to do that. (gasps) And I was immediately like, yep, that's it. That's, I'm going to do that someday. Um, And it just kind of spiraled from there where for years, I was like, I'm going to be an actress. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to write books. And then those books are going to be made into movies. And then I'm going to act in those movies. And then I got you to... You a plan. Oh, yeah. You were like, I'm part of all of this. Yes. <laughs> That's sick. Um, and then, I don't know. I had to have, like, somebody point it out to me almost. Because when they announced the film uh, BFA, they were like, we're just looking for storytellers. And I was like oh my gosh, I want to be a storyteller. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was somebody had to point out, like, by the way, this is the thing that you want to do. And I was like, you're right. That's, yep. Here we are. That's (laughs) correct. That's awesome. Is there a, like a particular aspect? So you said you like the storytelling part of film. Would you say that is like your favorite part of filmmaking or do you have a different aspect of filmmaking in general, like cameras or directing or anything that, is like your favorite or strongest point? I do think that the storytelling is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, The writing is fun. I do really like the uh, directing aspect. Just having control over the story itself and how people are going to be able to view it. Mm -hmm. Like just trying to like elicit the, what I view are the proper emotions from what I'm showing people is probably my favorite part. Um, Which I also think that I find a little bit of that in editing. So I am exploring more editing. I just don't have much experience with it right Mm -hmm. now. Gotcha. Yeah, I totally relate on that directing aspect of it. For the longest time, I wanted to do acting. um, And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do acting. This kind of gets me experience in all things because I got ADHD and I want to do everything. So acting lets you do everything. Um, But then I was like, I want a lot more control than an actor really has. And so I started like, doing some directing stuff as well. And so I'm like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. I want full control of all the storytelling aspects. Yeah, and the acting is fun. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously we need them, and they're great. But it is, like, at the end of the day, you get told what to do. Yeah. And that's all you get. (laughs) Which, like, you do have some say as an actor, but it's mainly you're being told. And I think that's why I like directing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of on that topic, I... I've heard, are you producing as well for the current film for Thunderstruck? I am. I am the executive producer for the spring 2023 film project, 
which we've got more coming out about that, so I won't say too much, yeah. lest you get to speak with the director of that one. They're awesome, and they're doing such a great job. Um, but we are about to wrap up production and head into post next week, and we're all super excited about it. It's um, it's a beautiful drama, heart-wrenching. I'm probably going to cry when I see it, but it's <laughs> going to be so good. <laughs> and what's it called? Uh, it's called Mailbox Hill. Interesting. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So without giving away anything, like what would you say is the general premise of your film? My film or, or Mailbox? Like the film you're working on. Um, the general premise of Mailbox Hill... Like, give us, like, a, a, a verbal trailer. <laughs> the log a line. A verbal trailer. <laughs> yeah. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that it's about love and loss and accepting that it's, it's not selfish and it's not wrong to move on from love that can no longer benefit you. Hmm. I like that. Even nice. if it's really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what is your film about? Because this is one you're producing, and then was it last semester that you did your film? Yes, yeah. I was the uh, fall project. Um, I wrote and directed and edited. Um, it's called For Me To Say. And that one, um, not quite as wholesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea behind that one is when does the abuse really stop? Yeah, because we follow this woman who's been abused in some of her relationships, but I feel like there's this connotation that once you're out of their relationship, the healing gets to begin, and that's just not accurate. You have to relearn everything that you've been conditioned to do, um, which is what we kind of tried to focus on, was that she's doing these like horrible and these hard things, but she still doesn't understand that she doesn't have to do them anymore. Mm. That. And so kind of on that, because I've noticed there's almost been like a theme with these kind of movies. Um, oh, where no. do you kind of draw your inspiration from? Is it usually personal or people you know or just stories that you've made up? Um, my biggest inspiration, hands down, is music. Um, for me to say is actually like directly influenced by the song It's Not For Me To Say um, by Johnny Mathis. Um, which, like, 1950s, 1960s era came out. And it's really weird, but it was a song that I listened to it, and I had one of those, like, fun little movie scenes come into my head of... I do that so often. I'll be driving, and I hear a song, and I'm like, man, I could see all of this happening right now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that song came on, and the little movie scene that came with it was... um, somebody who's cleaning up a crime scene and this song is playing on the radio and I was like okay and I wrote wrote a little short story um revised that a bit and then made it into a script and it was uh, I was lucky enough to have it chosen by the club so here we are Mm -hmm. (laughs) cool so you said like you were mentioning the club so were both of these films for um SU's Thunderstruck Film Club yeah, they are the official um, producers. I am the producer of the Mailbox Hill okay. through Thunderstruck. Um, I actually, so I'm on the presidency for that now, which cool. is the only reason I was able to have the opportunity to be the producer of this. Okay. Um, but they are like, they own the rights, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
They cool. can they can steal all the merchandise. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they should have like a t-shirt with a mailbox on it. Mm-hmm. That should yes. that should be a thing. I'm gonna pitch this. Yeah, do it. <laughs> you should. Do it. Feel like we can make so much money off this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really fun, oh. actually. It would be really cool. So how long have you been doing Thunderstruck films? Because it's been around a couple years. I think, like, Thunderstruck has kind of been around. This is just based on what I know. But it started gaining popularity and momentum, like, one or two years ago. Yeah, because it came into existence my freshman year. Yeah, yeah. um, In, like, 2021, I think, is when they started doing that. Yeah, that's as far back as I can remember as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've only been in it. It's officially a year now, I guess. So... Last spring, I was the assistant director on somebody else's project, and that person has, like, moved on and graduated. But I got to help them out with that, and then the last fall was mine, and now we're working on Mailbox Hill. So it hasn't honestly been too long. At least Mm -hmm. it definitely doesn't feel like it, especially when you're, like, rushing through trying to Mm -hmm. figure out everybody's schedules. Like, man, yeah, we got this movie done in, like, a month, right? It's It's been, like, like four months. Yeah, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, about a year, but feels a lot shorter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you have any, like, future plans, like, what you want to do? Like, do you have any future ideas for movies, or do you want to work for, like, a really big studio? Do you have any ideas like that? Um, I've definitely got some future ideas for movies. I've got a few scripts written, but they're just, like, kind of being revised. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll send them off to professors, be like, please be brutally honest. Tell me what's wrong so I can make it better by the time I have to pitch it. So I've got, like, probably three or four scripts that I would like to see made into short films. And then, obviously, with that, it just comes down to, like, the film festival circuit. The ideal would be to you know, get out of college and then get hired on by a big studio. I'm not particular as to which one, mm-hmm. whoever wants to yeah. pay me. You're like, like please. <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of related to that, um, based on your experience on filmmaking over the past year or so, what would you say has been like the biggest takeaway or life lesson from your experience so far that you want to apply into future projects? My biggest life lesson is probably like to make a general statement it's definitely going to be about time Mm -hmm. um the type of acting and storytelling that I like to see is a lot slower like I just like to take beats and pauses and let the drama hang in the air for a minute Mm -hmm. um but I definitely felt pressured to try and rush through things and I think that I think that it would have benefited from taking a break and a deep breath for a second. Mm -hmm. So it's finding a balance between that and what I want to see, but then also recognizing that I do have like 12 other people I'm working with and we have to stay on schedule. Yeah. So it's like next time around, I'm going to schedule in a lot more time to work with Mm -hmm. if I can. (laughs) I feel like that's a lot, the main takeaway for a lot of people who work on whatever project that they're working on. For example, like I did a capstone that required a lot of creative work. Mm-hmm. And my biggest takeaway was, oh my gosh, I need to plan things way more ahead of time the next yeah. time I do something similar. Because you never, it, you take it, well, let me rephrase. You think you have time, but then because of other people's schedules and because maybe something doesn't go the way you want, you always like, I wish I had an additional 
two to three weeks to work on mm-hmm. this. So exactly. when you when you were saying, oh, I need time, I was like, I feel that on a very gut-punching, yeah. <laughs> yeah. emotional level. <laughs> we're all running out of time. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, yeah, I think it's the most common one because, like you said, everybody goes through that. We're like, you're sitting in this room, and I've got 15 people looking at me being like, Taylor, it's 12 <laughs> can we please go home? And I'm like, but we need one more scene, just one more. And it's like, if I had scheduled out to have just two more days of shooting, we wouldn't be trying to do this right now. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a big one. And hopefully one day we'll get it right. But <laughs> rather have too much time than too little time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. We'll just do like my my objective, my goal in life is to schedule for so much time that we just have an extra day, which is just going to be like, Let's take it back to elementary school. Let's have a pizza party and we'll throw on <laughs> yes. like Toy Story or something. Heck yeah. like, <laughs> that's the goal. Can you imagine like professional movie studios having a pizza day where they oh, just. I 100% believe it happens. It would oh, be yeah. amazing. They just chill, they have pizza, yeah. watch movies, and they're like. It's like a recomp day. Yeah, a recomp. <laughs> yes. And if it doesn't happen now, I will make it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor's sure, going like, to change the film industry. Heck yeah. Normalize pizza days. Yes. Mandatory pizza day for yes. every shooting. I will be there. I don't even have to work on the film. I will just go. Everyone's invited. Bring your kids. Bring your dog. We're all having a pizza party. <laughs> De- definitely the dogs, for yes. sure. Yeah. As long as they don't pee on the set. That We'll work that out later. <laughs> <laughs> to be Actors determined. are like handling props. They're like, this feels weird. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Oh. I made a mistake of bringing that comment in. <laughs> yeah, this is why I'm not allowed to run the industry. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I will stick to my own little corner. Yep. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my oh. gosh. Uh, but so we mentioned, like, the time aspect of things. I'm curious what your process for making a film is. Like, I know when I do any kind of film, the shooting itself feels pretty organized. Like, I feel very in control in that, but then pre and post production, I'm the most chaotic person ever. Yep. I'm oh, like yeah. everything's going every which where. I edit at like such random times, and I will edit the end, and then the middle, and then the end again, and then I'll go back to the beginning and go back and forth. So I'm curious: Do you feel very organized with your productions, or do you feel like it's a little everywhere? I think it's a little bit of that ADHD that you mentioned that to me, I'm like, that makes complete sense. Yeah. But then I try and explain it to somebody else and they're like, you are insane. I think that's why like shooting for me is so organized is because there's more people yeah, involved. You, you know you're going to be working with people. Exactly. So you have to organize it for so many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the process I do feel it was organized. I got a few compliments on my organization, which was, like, awesome. And my mother would be so proud. Um, But pre-production, it does just move so quickly that I felt like I was always trying to catch up and I was so worried I had forgotten something. So, like, you know, we had the script and then... I spoke with one of the people in the club who wants to be like a professional script writer. And I was like, that's awesome. I would love for you to look this over and give me any advice that you got. So we did that and we made like a few alterations. Then I went to the presidency and was just like, here's what we're working with. I want to okay it with you one last time. And they were awesome. I totally thought that the script was going to be too much and that they didn't, they wouldn't want it associated with them, which I would totally understand. But every time I went to talk to them, they were so excited. They were great to work with. I loved it. So we got it okayed with them. 
then I already knew who my cinematographer was going to be at that time, or my director of photography. Shout out to Alex Fryer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we just spent like a week of me going over to her house anytime we possibly could. And we would just march around her living room, coming up with our shot list. <laughs> and we finished it like the day before production was supposed to start, but we did it and it was done. <laughs> so um, then production actually happened and that felt pretty well organized. Like you were saying, we had so many people that were ready to go and knew what they were doing that they made it really easy on me. And it was just a matter of like, based off of what happens to the costume, we have to do this part first or else we'll have like a scraped knee in this shot that doesn't make sense or anything. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it was like, we're doing this way out of order and it's going to seem really crazy, but roll with me. There's a a method. There's a method to the madness. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then post-production is a super fun story. The editors for it were myself, again, Alex Fryer, and Reese Kaiser. Love Reese. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Reese. Right? (laughs) He's awesome, and he is so patient to deal with all of my shenanigans. But we ended up editing this in about, I think it was about 36 hours. So I was over, again, at Alex's house, and we literally pulled an all-nighter trying to get it um, ready. And it was it was good. Like, it was together. It was all right. But we did that, and then we presented it, and all three of us were just sitting there staring at it, like, as it was going. And we all had our phones out and were writing things in our notes app of stuff we had to go back and fix. <laughs> um, so it went through 36 hours straight of editing, and then it was presented to the club who, again, were so nice because they were like, you did great. And I'm like, you can't hear the main character, but thank you. You're like, like, give me criticism. I want to fix things. (laughs) Um, But they were all super nice. So we did that, and then it went through another round of editing, and then we did it again, and then it went through another round of editing. Um, It wasn't fully, like, edited in a format in which we liked until, like, just a few weeks ago, we got it. We got it into something that we really rather liked a few days before the Festival of Excellence. Wow! So yeah, it it took us a minute, mm-hmm. and there were other things going on in our lives and stuff. But it was a lot of editing just because of the stuff that we wanted to do and accomplish. There was a lot to try and piece together just perfectly, so we had to take our time with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you kind of mentioned that you kind of wore like a bunch of different hats. Like you did editing, you're a director, you wrote it. I'm curious, how hands-on do you like to be? I want my hands in everything. See, that is me. <laughs> yeah. I, cause like as a, as a fellow director, I want to hold the camera. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to delegate that to someone else and trust them to get the shot that I want. I have done it and yeah. it takes a lot of trust to do that. And yeah. so I'm very curious how other directors feel about it because not everyone wants to delegate and they want they're like I need all the control I need to see how it works yeah um it's I definitely like to have my hands in everything like I I got the image so clearly right of what I want to see and I'm like if you can't make it happen I'm going to so (laughs) um but I will say again like with the club they all do such a great job and it was also something that like I love doing this and it was just kind of like once it got picked, I had to kind of take a step back and realize I love doing this so much. And I 
would hate. Like, I'd be so sad to have somebody come up and say, well, I don't want you to do that. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Because it would just, like, you know, clip your creative wings. So it's just, like, I sat back for a minute, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to go and talk to these people, but I'm going to hear all of their ideas first. And I was really lucky that, again, it's such a great group of people that, like, Carson and Carson was on Lights, and so I just went up and I was like, what are you guys thinking? Now that you've read the script, what vibes do you get? And they were like, well, we can do this or we can do this, but I'm leaning towards this one because I think it represents the da 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 And I was like, you're so right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Wait. And then, so that was really nice that, like, I felt like I could trust everybody on the crew. Um, but I am still definitely – I do still definitely really like to be involved um, just for my own sake – and I hope to be involved in, like, everything in mm -hmm. the future, should people let me do that. Um, no, it's kind of hard to get out of that, like, echo chamber, especially oh, yeah. with something that you wrote and you had, like, all these thoughts and you're like, I know how I this want it. This is my baby. And so it's hard <laughs> to, like, let other people come in and do their own thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to do everything. Yes. This is this is my project. <laughs> you're not going to do it right. No yeah. offense, but you'll mess it up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Feel that. <laughs> But I think that they did a good job, um, and it was a, it was really fun to see everybody come together. And it was also just so crazy, though, to see a room full of people that were excited about something that I made. Like, that was just baffling, because, of course, I get excited, and, like, I'll talk to my mom about it, I'll talk to my friends about it, and they get excited for me. But it's like nobody in that club has, like, any obligation to really be nice to me or to tell me that they like something if they don't. Like, <laughs> so, Caitlin, this sucks. Exactly. Terrible. I was waiting for it. I was like, I understand. But I showed up on set, and they were like, let's go. First scene. All right. And I'm like, uh, okay, okay. Uh, like, and they all wanted to be there, and they all wanted to to make something I had thought of into art. And it was just, like, an amazing and awesome experience to have with them <laughs> that's awesome so kind of deriving is that a word deriving yes. away yeah. from the that more <laughs> from the more artistic aspects and it was super cool to get all that insight um from a more logistical standpoint so you said that you presented this at the festival of excellence and correct me if i'm wrong but that was your that was your film like the one that you started making in fall in the fall right yeah okay so obviously people who attended the festival of excellence got to see it but what about people who are interested in seeing it now like where could they go to see it um, we are actually going to be presenting it again for the thunderstruck films film festival which is on april 20th in you're going to see a whole bunch of flyers about it but it's about around 7 p.m. on April 20th, and it'll be in the Sharman Smith uh, Theater for anybody who wants to come and see it. And it won't be the only one showing. Of course, it's a film festival. You'll get to see a whole bunch of different things that people have been working on, and we're all super excited about it. Um, but anybody and everybody is welcome, and we would love to have you there. Beyond that, um, it's going to run through an official festival circuit, so we're Kicking it off with the Thunderstruck Film Festival. Cool. Um, at which point we'll submit it to a few others that we have in mind. Like um, we're hoping to do one at UNLV and then another one up in like the Salt Lake City area we're hoping to get into. But after that, a few months from now, it will actually go up on the Thunderstruck Film's official YouTube page for anybody to see um, if they want to. So 
you can see it in like a week, or I guess you could wait like a year if you really want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, we're so excited. We want to see it. And you're yeah. like, well, you better see it in person first. Exactly. Come have the experience. Exactly. The, there's no better experience than seeing a movie on a big screen. Yes. Even if it's a local school. Mm-hmm. And Film frankly, festival. frankly speaking, the color grading and the audio has been edited for a projector. So that's going to be your best experience. Like, <laughs> Ooh, sweet. That's always like the hardest thing. I feel like in any of the classes where I've had to do films and then we put it on projector, I'm like, man, it looks awful on this yeah. projector. <laughs> right? I was like, it looks good on my 4K TV screen, but it doesn't exactly. look good on a projector. That was like the first thing we had to fix in our second round of editing was that it looked so good on Alex's camera. And then you couldn't see anything on the projector. <laughs> so we went through and we fixed that first. And mm-hmm. it looks much better now. But it's got to be seen on a projector. We don't all got the nice movie theater projectors. Well, Sharwin Smith does. Oh. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Do you have any other questions to ask? I think ask? I'm good. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Taitlin, for coming in and sharing your awesome insights and experience. And again, um, when is the film festival for people interested? Uh, April 20th at around 7 p.m. In the Sharwin Smith Theater on SUU's uh, Student Center. Cool. So go out and support Taitlin and all her fellow filmmakers on on her film and various other films that people have worked on. There's nothing better that a student can do than support their peers in their own academic and artistic endeavors. It's awesome. Amen. I love that. And with that, that's the end of this episode of the Cedar Break. Thank you so much for coming on and Thank you guys talking for about your film me. stuff. This was yeah. so fun. <laughs> right. And until next time, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Cedar Break on Thunder 91.1. You can listen to this show every Saturday at 10 a.m. here on Thunder 91. And you can catch it as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts, and on SUNews.net slash KSUU. 